I'm Lucy Barkas, and this is the Leader X Podcast. Hey there, it's Lucy Barkas, back for another Reflections episode. Now, every podcast guest that I talk to, um, it kind of sparks some new reflections for me, some new insight or helps me dig into my own mind for examples and and stuff I already knew and I'd I'd kind of shelled away somewhat. And that's definitely what happened when I talked to Matty. And, you know, we explored how to create a safe environment where people can really innovate and feel safe to be playful and creative. And he, like me, believes that it all starts with the leader, the leader of that team, that organisation, the institution. And through previous podcasts, we've spoken to people like Greg Orm and, you know, the author of The The Human Edge, who talks about how we can really use our creativity and our compassion and our curiosity to have that human edge over um, AI and technology. And this came out in my podcast with Paul McGilvery also, when we were trying to look at what's the future of work look like and why the, the leader and the human essence is actually what's going to really save us and to propel us. So when I was talking to Matty and he was talking about, you know, when teams or organizations feel stuck there's lack of innovation, lack of creativity. He has to go back and really do the diagnosis piece, which I call my present in my methodology. It's really trying to understand, right, what's going wrong? What's good? What's not working so well? And then look at, right, what are the qualities of the leader that are really helping or hindering this change, this vision, this purpose that they're trying to create? Now, in a lot of the work that I do I work with um, an assessment called the work of leaders it's kind of like a strengths finder but it's based on everything dis at understanding your personality type but then it also looks at the the 12 core competencies or strengths of a leader and it doesn't matter who you talk to whether it is Tim Spiker or Greg Orm or myself Matty Henney what you tend to see is that leaders who are bold Leaders who are pioneers, leaders who, who like to take risks, even a calculated risk, but take risks anyway. They are the ones who really create and harvest those cultures of innovation. Now, in the work of leaders, they, they identify 12 core competencies. But the first one is all around vision. So understanding how much as a leader you like to explore the unknown, the possibilities, what, you know, what's known, what's not known, what could be achieved if you could bring all your people together. They um, talk about you know, bold leadership. And in my research, it was the one quality that everybody said that they wanted more of. They wanted more bold leadership. People who would inspire them to go further than they ever thought was possible, to dream a little bigger, um, to, to give them something to believe in. And then those leaders who take that vision, that purpose, that idea and and test it out, um, see whether it's valid, whether it's possible, but also, you know, to stretch people's imaginations. 
And once they've got that vision and that purpose and that idea really concrete in their, their mind, so it feels so real, then they begin to align their people, their teams, their individuals around this. So they, they look to communicate in a structured way. This is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. They look to create open dialogue so people can weigh in with their ideas and ask questions and without challenging back and saying, no, you're wrong. Just like being really receptive and trying to understand because actually when you hear other people's perspectives, you can see even more of what's possible and almost structuring the how are we going to do this? And then above all, be inspiring. You know, we, we don't need any leaders who have got this big vision, but then they say it in a very stoical, uninspiring way. We need our leaders to show their passion, their excitement, their concerns and their fears. Um, but that human element, I mean, if you're not excited, I'm not going to follow you. And then finally, it's about that execution of that vision, executing the plan. So you need to be able to build that momentum to create some drive, some energy to, to get the, the wheels turning, but then to keep them turning. And to do that, you need some kind of structure. You need some kind of plan. You need some kind of framework that people are going to work to and um, to monitor progress and then give people the feedback around that progress. When things are going right, celebrate it. When things are going wrong, jump on it straight away and, and deal with it and solve the problems. Now, some leaders are brilliant at the visionary bit, but not so good at executing the plan. So they come up with all these lovely ideas and then kind of run out of steam. And then they wonder why nobody's doing any of the work. Uh, others are brilliant at doing the plan, but they're not so good at coming up with ideas or even aligning people. So they tend to go into micromanagement and directing yell, tell, sell kind of behaviors. So if as a leader, you can get that, um, those skills and those strengths amplified and just nudge them up a little bit, you're gonna be more effective because then you start moving into cohesion. And that's at the leadership level. So at the leadership team, that everybody on that team is completely aligned, but then it cascades throughout the organization. So they all know what we're doing, why we're doing it, you know, how we're going to do it, the values, the culture, the behaviors, the, the targets and the goals. So everybody just knows this is the direction we're going in and this is the reason why. So we've talked about leadership strengths with Teton Spiker and imposter syndrome with Tara Halliday. Both talk about leaders playing small and what that does to their business. So catch up with them and subscribe to new episodes. Coming up in the next episode, you will hear Mary Williams as she talks about what it is to be the mind architect and how she helps leaders to really create purpose inner strength and to create a little bit of world peace within their organizations. Now, a lot of the um, companies then tend to stagnate. They have got all of this brilliant cohesiveness and then whether it's in the execution, it kind of runs out, out of steam. But Matty really brought it home to me that it's often the leaders who then bottle it. So they come up with all this energy and this ideas and this excitement and get everybody on board. And then they lose faith. They kind of doubt themselves. They get a little bit scared. Um, and 
it's at this stage that they then start maybe firefighting or panicking or making some bad decisions. So to build this trust-based culture, the leader really needs to, to maintain trust in themselves and the reason why they set out to do whatever it is they're doing. So I've seen this over the last year absolutely play out. Now, there were some great pioneering leaders who were changing their innovation anyway. It's just in the culture of what they do. But for many leaders over the last 12 months, they were forced into making huge changes, whether it was working from home or innovating their products, uh, pivoting, launching new marketing campaigns, whatever it was, the last year has impacted everybody's business. So leaders were forced to be visioning and to execute plans and to align their people. But now as we're coming out of the 12 months of lockdown and this stop-start approach, and we can see that there's a way through this, already I'm seeing a lot of leaders stopping the pioneering mindset and starting to rule with a little bit of fear again. So what I see them doing is they wanna go back to the old tried and tested methods, the things that they feel comfortable with, the way that they led before, the way they organized their people before. Um, and this is all to do with fear and a little bit of exhaustion. You know, the, the last 12 months has been exhausting, coming up with new ideas constantly, trying to rally your people, constantly aligning them. And for a lot of people, being stuck indoors and not seeing your loved ones. So I get it. I understand why you want to go back to what was safe and what was easy. But those days are gone. We don't live in the 2019 world anymore. The world has shifted. And so those that want to go back to the way things were, you know, forcing everybody to go in five days a week or not having that flexibility or going back to hierarchical kind of meetings and, and the way things were, are going to find that recruitment is going to get harder. Talent is going to get harder. Um, standing out with your marketing message is just going to be that much harder in the future. And what I've already seen is that the pioneering leaders are looking to the future and they want to recruit. They're putting job adverts out there. They're, they're going out into the market. What's not happening yet is it's not being met at the moment with the, the candidates, because the candidates are still a little bit fearful. They don't know what's going, you know, do they want to jump ship yet? But what the candidates are realizing is there is another way of doing things. And they're starting to realize that they don't want to go back to the way they used to work. Um, and those people who are a bit more innovative and creative and empowered and want trust and innovation, they're already starting to put their feelers out. You probably don't know it, but they might already be applying for jobs and going for interviews. They just haven't left yet. But by the summer, by the back end of 2021 and beyond, you're going to see more movement from the companies that are going backwards, from the stuck companies who are trying to go back to the good old days. And they're going to jump ship to the more innovative, pioneering, creative, safe kind of environments. They're going to follow the leaders that inspire them. So I really do implore you to think about your rationale. If you feel like you're going backwards, if you feel like you're trying to go back to the good old days, what is it that's driving you? Do you need to get a coach? Do you need to join some kind of peer networks or accountability group to help keep you accountable? 
to keep moving things forward because the world is a VUCA world. It's volatile, it's uncertain, it's complex um, and it's ambiguous. That's not going to change. We need you to be that bold, exploring, curious, exciting leader who's breaking the boundaries and pushing things forward. And that's how you're going to engage, recruit, move things forward and, and attract and develop the talent that you really want within your organization. So big questions for you, really. I want you to, you to reflect on where are you right now? Are you looking forward to the future um, and creating these kind of environments? Or are you wanting to go backwards and create that safety and that conformity and the, the minimal risks? If you're the latter, then what can you do to get back into leadership. And I'll see you next time.